Welcome to the Motherhood and Money Podcast, and today is going to be a really good episode. I'm going to travel back in time, and I'm going to talk to 20-year-old me. Not really. I'm not going to really travel back in time. But if I could travel back in time and just spend some time with myself at 20 years old, these are things that I would tell myself. So if I haven't mentioned it on another episode, I got married when I was 20, which was a big mistake. I got divorced when I was 25 and, you know, met my current husband and had kids. And so that is where my life is. But I wasted a lot of my 20s because when I was with that man, he would literally lie to me. He would cheat on me. He would steal stuff. I would go out to sea on underways. Underway is me leaving for a temporary time. Like um, deployment is like you're, you're leaving for an extended time. Underway, you're only gone for like, it could be days. It could be weeks up to a month, maybe. Sometimes a little bit more. Anyways, um, so I would go underway and I would come back and my belongings would either be sold in the pawn shop or they would be I would have to go buy them out of the pawn shop. So I spent a lot of money on my things and it was pretty bad. So anyways, that I'm out of that relationship. I do not. I know my worth. Let's say that. So. Like I said, I'm going to travel back in time. If I could talk to 20-year-old me, I would tell me, do not get married. If you are in a relationship now, you even think about getting married, don't do it. Because I'm telling you, you change. The the you in your, the fresh out of high school you is not the same you that you're going to be in your 30s. It's not the same you in your 20s. I, I mean, there's some people who, you know, high school sweethearts, they grow together and stuff. And, you know, their their relationships last. But in my case, that was not the case. I am a completely different person. My interests change <laughs> so much. The, the knowledge that I take on, I change, I adjust when I'm presented with new knowledge. So I feel like me currently, I'm not going to say I'm going to be the same as always, but I feel like I'm more in touch with myself now. I'm more aligned with my purpose now than I was in my 20s. So like, I don't even... Oh my gosh, like I don't eat meat now. I never would have thought in my life that I would ever not eat meat. I don't like labels. I uh I know in the last episode I mentioned like minority woman and all that stuff, but typically I don't like labels because I do not I, I identify most with the vegan lifestyle. However, I do eat honey, so I'm not a vegan. <laughs> so that is what it is. But I would tell myself not to get married because, you know, I just said it. You changed too much. Um, if you are with somebody and you could grow with them, there's no rush on marriage. There really isn't. If you're in a relationship with somebody and they feel like they and they're giving you an ultimatum, like, look, either we're going to get married or this um, or either we're going to get married or I'm going to leave. Or people have uh, ultimatums where it's like or not ultimatums, but like. No, I'm not doing that because we're not married. Like, no, the you, the person that you are with, how they are before marriage is how they're going to be inside of marriage. A piece of paper and a ceremony does not change a person. So if someone's like, oh, no, I don't do this because we're not married. That silence was for you to 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 try to imagine how my face looking. <laughs> So, yeah, marriage is a big one. I would tell 20-year-old me, do not marry that man. I would also tell me, because 20 is when I also got my first apartment, I would tell myself to buy a house. I didn't buy my house, my first house, 
until I was um, 26. I did not buy my first house till I was 26 because I thought home ownership was such a scary, a big adult thing that I was not ready for. But I could have like literally my life would be so different if I just bought a house in 2010 and just continued to buy houses every year because with the VA loan or I hate to get into loans because it's it's a little bit more than that. Like there's a certain benefit amount. And once you've used that, then basically you either have to use a different loan product like the FHA or uh, USDA, NACA. I wouldn't recommend NACA because NACA. Well, I mean, unless you refinance. Anyways, I'm not going to get into loans. I am not a loan officer, <laughs> but that was a little word knowledge vomit for you. But yeah, so I would have told myself to buy a house and I only would have bought a house. I would have bought a multifamily house. This is what I'm currently doing. I bought a multifamily house and I live in one unit and I rent out the other units and I was in San Diego. If you know anything about San Diego's market, there are houses worth a million dollars that are not worth a million dollars. They are only worth a million dollars because of the market. Like they selling shacks for way too much money. You can stretch your money elsewhere. Um, but I would have bought a house and I would have bought a multi. I'd have bought a duplex or a fourplex. Anything over four is commercial, if you didn't know that. Um, so anything four and below, you can completely buy with FHA, the all those loan products. And you live in one and you run out the others. So for example, let's say you have a triplex. And I'm gonna try to lower my excitement level because I really get into like money and stuff like if you get me talking I am not gonna shut up so I'm gonna try to contain my excitement for this subject and talk slowly if you want to grab a pen and paper you can or your notepad in your phone or just try to imagine it so you have a triplex and your mortgage on that triplex is and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna do some fair numbers. That mortgage on that triplex is two thousand dollars, and rent on your triplex is let me say eleven hundred, eleven hundred dollars. So each month you have two people paying you eleven hundred dollars. Your mortgage, like I said, is two thousand dollars. So you take the money from the, the $2,200 and you pay off your mortgage. That leaves you with $200. You have eliminated your largest expense because now you don't pay your mortgage. Other people pay your mortgage. And I know it comes with a lot more than that. You know, there's maintenance and other household expenses that's one of the perks of renting is like when something's broken you just let your landlord know or the property management company know and then you know someone else fixes it and you don't have to pay for it well when you're the landlord you have to pay for it so that's one of the things to keep in mind like i wouldn't just buy a house and you don't have any type of cash reserves you kind of want to at least have at least five thousand dollars saved and i'm not that's don't let that scare you because you can you can you can completely do it so, like I said, um, I wanted to buy a house every year. So, if, and I know it's inconvenient, 
Actually, no, it, it's it's more inconvenient now than it was back then because all I had back then was dogs. So, I mean, all my stuff, I could have just paid somebody to, to move it very inexpensively versus now I got all these toys and all these heavy things, and, you know, a lot of stuff. So, like I said, the VA loan and most owner-occupied loans require you to live in the house for one year and so if I was talking to 20 year old me I would tell 20 year old me listen to me buy a house I know you want to rent I know you think home ownership is scary but it's not and also um, like for me I have the VA loan so zero uh, percent down but um, there are down payment assistance grants available, especially for NACA, N-A-C-A. So if you literally, it's not scary. It's not scary. Now I'm not saying go jump and buy a house, like especially right now, right now it's like a, you know, you really got to run your numbers right now because with everything going on. So tread lightly, but don't let what's going on. Don't be like, oh, I'm going to wait till it drops, the market drops, and then I'm going to buy it. That was me a couple months ago with Tesla stock. I think it was it was 422. And I know a friend bought it. And I was like, no, I'm going to wait for it to, to drop more. And then I think it went to 363. And I was like, I feel like it can still drop more. Guess what it is now? Eight hundred dollars. And that was literally a few months ago. Now, I do still feel like it, it's going to drop again, but I don't know if it will ever drop back to 386. So what I'm saying is real estate is a very forgiving uh, thing. Like regardless, just hold on to the house and eventually it will be at value. But you don't you also want to run your numbers like you don't want to buy a house that is the numbers are just terrible. So I got distracted by my kids, but I'm pretty sure I was done on the real estate topic. The next thing I would tell myself is to open a brokerage account. I did not. 26 was a, a year for me. I was on deployment and I, I had a friend. He gave me a couple of Rich Dad books and I read Rich Dad Poor Dad for the first time. And it was like, wow, like he changed my mind. And basically, I've been listening to the audiobook every year since then. It's a new year now, so I haven't this year, but I will. Um... I would tell myself to open a brokerage account and to put some money. Oh, I would teach myself how to trade stocks, too, because there's ways to like reading the charts and technical analysis and all of this stuff. And if you think penny stocks, if you think that the same principles that apply to penny stocks apply to technical trading, it does not. I learned that. Cause I had a friend, she was showing me like, yeah, this penny stock right here, I bought it and it's going up and I feel like it's going to go up again. And I look at the chart and I'm just like, no, that does not make sense. The chart indicates that it's going to drop. And she was just like, no, like it, it's a certain way. I'm like, okay, well, I don't understand that because it don't make sense. So basically she told me about the stock and I did not invest in it because this chart did make sense to me. And this is when I figured out that I am not a penny stock trader. So one thing that I would have done is I would have just bought stock literally any stock would have uh given me a pretty good return um but ooh, 
Also, I forgot about it because Bitcoin is trending now. So definitely I would have told myself to load up on some Bitcoin. Right now it's like 48K. And so, but you also, you know, if you aren't aware of it, um, I want to think, I think they're called Satoshis or something. But if you don't have the 48K to invest in Bitcoin, and I'm not telling you to buy in Bitcoin because I do not understand crypto. But me today would have told me when I was 20 uh, to buy Bitcoin. I'm not saying to buy it now. And nothing that I'm saying, I guess I feel like I should do a disclaimer. Nothing I'm saying. Uh, Constitution's financial advice. You know, you can take what I say and just do your research. Basically, don't just don't just take stuff from me. Just do your research because then you then you can edge Because if I tell you like, hey, buy this stock and you buy that stock, how do you know when I exit the trade? You don't, which is why you have to do your own research because then you would know like, okay, is this a long-term hold? Is this a, I was about to say leap. Is this, is, how long am I holding this? This is why it's important to do your own research. So like I said, I would have told 20 year old me to purchase stocks, specifically ETFs like uh, VTI or VT, VTSAX, VTAX or something. I can't remember, but basically I would, I would have bought an ETFs, definitely technology ETFs, definitely online shopping ETFs, ETFs all day. That's what I would have bought. Um, I still will buy ETFs. I regret I have VTI at 137. I think it's like, I think it's at 200 now, but when the whole drop happened, I had it and it lost value and you know I saw nothing but red and then it uh went up and then I saw green and I'm like ooh let me just cash out because it might drop again you know this was like April May time frame so like it was a lot of uncertainty and right now it does not make sense to me like what's going on the market is heavily inflated it is basically being held up by <sighs> I don't even know because it don't make sense it does not make sense to me, but I do know that as long as you hold, you will prosper because Apple was $2 and some change. I think it was $1.96 when I was born, $1.96. Had my parents bought that? Like, what? Life would be so different. Just imagine like the dividends, especially if you enrolled in drip. That's another thing I would have told myself, enroll in drip. I would have enrolled in drip because drip is dividend reinvestment program so basically when you get dividends they uh i think i finished dividend reinvestment program um it basically when you get issued dividends those dividends are used to purchase more shares of stock so basically your account basically grows on its own i also would have told myself to just like start saving for when i have kids and 20 year old me would have been like, what? I am not having kids. And 31 year old me would have been like, yes, you are. You will have two of them. And so I'm like, just start saving. You know, you want to have some savings for when you have kids so you can start building their uh, wealth as well. Because you can't, well, you can build yours, but who really wants their children to struggle? I don't. So I do everything that I do. I do with my children in mind. I would have told myself, definitely get an LLC, girl. Well, not necessarily right away, but I would be like, do your research on LLCs. 
and business credit. You understand how much ten, a, a 10 year old LLC with the credit would be worth? Like, even if I wanted to sell my business, like, because I, I was, well, 2000, 2010, I, I was like really, really fond of dogs. I wanted to do a dog daycare, but I didn't get that idea until like 2015. But um, even in 2015, like, if I would have just built business credit for my dog daycare business, I could have sold it. Oh my gosh, speaking of that, there was a dog daycare facility for 75K in San Diego. And the lady was selling it because she had become pregnant. And you know, you got a kid. So now you're priority shifting. Cause mine sure did. And I was like, oh well, I want an outdoor per um I want an outdoor section so the dogs can go outside. And I passed on it and someone else bought it. Later, what I realized is that I could have made an outdoor portion inside. I could have done a little area, you know, with grass or not, ew, not grass, but like fake grass and like it was like outdoors. So 75K for a whole business and the building that's one of my regrets is not buying that. So there's a lot that I would have told myself. But um, so I would have told myself not to get married. Told myself to get an LLC, build business credit, uh, invest for sure. I I feel like I should have gotten like, oh, yes. I would have gotten whole life insurance a lot sooner. 10 years. Usually it takes around 10 years for the amount that you, and I'm not no professional in this, but you should definitely look into, it's called an IUL policy. It's basically what the wealthy people do. And I could have financed so many different purchases. I could have been lending money. I, oh my gosh, just the things that like 10 years. Oh my gosh. And it's, is is wild get life insurance get life insurance with a cash value and this is not financial advice because apparently sometimes iul is not the best fit for people but for me in my situation it's the best fit for me because and even back then it would have been like i I didn't understand it but like my policy i would have literally had access to everything within my account i would have had access to six figures i would not have many of the dilemmas that I'm having right now had I done that. So I would have definitely told myself to get whole life insurance. Um, I mean, I could form my trust back then. I could have. It probably was cheaper. So yeah, you know, form your trust. Uh, what else? I had a thought and I don't want to mention it. No, I'm not going to mention it. I would have I would have told myself to keep my baby sovereign and I'm not going to um elaborate on that if you know what i mean then you know what i mean if you don't then you can look into it but i don't want to go down that rabbit hole so i'm not going to discuss it i also would have told myself to download well i don't even know if the meetup app was popular but i would have told myself to start networking there's toastmasters.com i think it's .com but it's called toastmasters it's an organization where they help you with public speaking skills so i would have told myself to get involved with toastmasters cuz the only thing that i was doing in my off time i was going home playing freaking video games with this person that I had chosen to marry. 
I was playing video games. I was going to the club on weekends. I was wasting away my life. I wasn't doing anything productive when I could have been spending my weekends or after work networking with people. I would have joined, I think it's called BNI business. I don't even know what this is called, but BNI, I would have gotten it. Like, just imagine if it, listen to me, listen to me. A young, if, if a 15 year old, if a 20 year old, if someone younger than me, you know, at a certain age, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say I, I would abandon someone, but typically I don't like to deal with adults because <sighs> when it comes to adults, like, you know, we have our ways. We're setting our ways, like older people, like people, people, oh my gosh, people, people in the, the 50s, 60s, 70s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you, you know, they stuck in their ways. They're not going to change. So typically I don't like to bother with adults because you know, they want to argue with you like, oh no, that's not the right way. Like I said something about whole life. Somebody's probably like, no, term is a better investment. Like, okay, that's you. That's why I don't like to deal with adults. I like to deal, I'm not going to say I like to deal with kids, but I like to deal with young adults because they are, that's like me. Like if, if this is freaking 60 year old billionaire who's willing to mentor me, I'm going to listen to everything he has to say. You want me to do what? Okay. And you know, as long as it's not nothing bad, but that's like how I am. Let, let a 19, 15, like they are so, they're eager, they're hungry, they want the knowledge and their parents not giving it to them because mine didn't give it to me. I had to learn everything on my own. So I want to make sure the next generation that comes behind me is very well financially literate. That is what's going to solve this issue. And I, I mean, I can't completely say it's going to solve it because there's literally, the, it's not a fair game. We've, we've seen that in the whole GameStop thing where, you know, they... <laughs> Robin Hood had posted like I think it was like 2016 they post like let the people trade and then the people were sharing it I shared it too and I was like oh but not like that right like because they want you they tell you let the people trade they want you they they say you know poor people don't invest and that's why they're not okay but when we do invest like well not we I don't claim that but when people do invest it's like no I don't No, you make it too much money so clearly it, hopefully everyone's recognized that there's it's systematic it's against us and in order to beat the system you have to play the game unfortunately like go down a rabbit hole and you might not like what i have to say but there are certain stocks that go up every time there's a police brutality event there are police brutality bonds looking to that. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but there's certain stocks that go up when there's an event. So what do you, do you ever, I honestly, me, I don't think that police brutality will ever end. I don't think it's too profitable. The prison system is too profitable. It is for profit. So when you realize these things, you know how to move basically. But yeah, like I was saying, like I, I, love to mentor young adults. I love when people inbox me and you know, they're open, they'll listen to what you have to say. You know, they could do their own research if they want to, but they, they're not there to argue with you. Like a, a, there's so many different ways to get wealthy. There's so many different ways to invest. There's so many different ways to do everything. And no one's one way is perfect. Cause there's so many ways, but when it comes to adults, they want to argue with you. I'd be like, no, I don't like that. But young adults they're they're i wish i had this so like i said bni i think it's called bni 
if I'm not mistaken, business something, but it's basically a network of people. And it's basically not a lot of people talk about it. So it's older people. It's older people with knowledge and they, they, they want to pour into somebody. They just, you know, you elevate and you just, you leave the people that's around you and you just don't, I feel like, I feel like it's hard. It's harder to make friends once you get a business mindset, because then it's like, is this person a, a asset or is this person a liability? And I'm not saying like you should, or am I saying you should? <laughs> yes, you should gauge whether your friends are an asset and a liability. If they are an asset that you want to spend time with them, you know, they pour into you. They motivate you. They're aligned with y'all. Y'all can bounce ideas off each other and there's no competition. There's collaboration and all of that. I am all for that. If your person is a liability, if y'all get on the phone and y'all not talking about nothing, they just want to gossip. They want to tell you about all this TV shows that you didn't miss because you stopped watching TV, which I would have told myself, turn that TV off. Save your money on cable. You're wasting your time. Stop buying those video games, too. But um, damn, I got sidetracked. Yeah, gauge if the people in your life are an asset and a liability. If they're a liability, you know, sometimes there's some people you have a connection with and you just don't want to just leave them hanging. You don't want to just like not be their friends. So you just limit the time that you spend with them. Like if they call you be like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm really working on something right now. I can't talk long or Hey, if you want to be dishonest, my battery about to die. <laughs> but just limit the time that you you spend with liabilities because the people that you hang out with have a big impact on your future. Hence how I am completely different now. I feel like I'm a loner. I have friends. I have friends over the Internet. But like as far as in person in the same state as me, I don't know anyone. I don't. It's just, it's just like, like I said, assets or liabilities. I don't want to, I don't want to hang out with no liabilities. And I did see that there's a section on this app called Bumble for networking. So I might try that and see if I could find someone that's aligned. But right now, I mean, I'm just making connections, which I definitely would have told myself, like get in those business meetings, get surrounded with those people. Me at 20. Just I could just imagine like all the help that I would have available to me. Like I still have help available to me now, but I feel like more people will be likely to help me. Like me as a 20 year old in a room full of 30, 40s and 50 year olds there for business networking. They would have been like, what? You're a different breed. But yeah, off the top of my head with no notes, those are things that I would definitely tell 20 year old me. So I really hope that I provided value for someone. If you are 20 and you listen to this, get started. That was me talking to you. I'm telling you what to do. If you're not exactly 20, 19, whatever, whatever age you are, it's never too late. It's never too late. I'm living proof that is never too late. I'm 31. I just started house hacking last year. I just started investing. I when I bought, I had my stocks in 2016 and I bought them. I didn't do anything with them. They just stayed there. Like I didn't understand what I was doing. And one of them, I bought something called Sky at 15. I don't. Even, I still don't even know what they do. I'm up. Thankfully, I remember a time when I was down. I'm down on GoPro. I bought GoPro at freaking $9 and I think it's like four now. So you live and learn. But as long as I hold on to it, you know, maybe. One day it'll go up, which I still don't understand how Girl Pro is not a little bit higher because those cameras are amazing. Maybe in the future when it's like surveillance and stuff. Because y'all know they're working on that. 
But yeah, those are definitely the things that I would have told 20-year-old me and I'm telling you now. So it's never too late. Never, never, never too late. And I have to tell my parents that too. It's never too late. You are never too old to change your life ever. I don't care how old you are. And another thing is don't let someone's age. If there's this guy, I can't remember his name, but I was supposed to do one of his classes. And I, he's, I think he's 17. If I'm not mistaken, he's 17 or he's 18, but he has this class where he uh, teaches you how to set up a dropshipping store. And I got sidetracked, forgot to register, and it, it's gone. The class has passed. So now I'm kind of like stalking him a little bit. Well, stalking his social media to wait for his next class. Never let someone's age have you thinking like, oh, this person's younger than me. They don't know nothing. Uh-uh, yeah, that, that, that attitude will get you nowhere. There are people, like literally, think about it. This guy, this, this young man is 17 years old. He goes to school, he comes home, he educates himself, probably on dropshipping and stuff. And that's how he got to be the master that he is at his, his uh, task, his thing, whatever. I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but that's how he is the master at what he's, that's how he is so knowledgeable at what he does. And now he can charge for his knowledge. Us, you know, we go to work and then uh, and here's another thing. If you want to fall down that rabbit hole, I recommend listening. No, not listening to There's an There's this file. You can type it up. Um, I would use DuckDuckGo. It's called Quiet Weapons for Silent Wars. Or maybe it's Silent Weapons for quiet wars. I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but just search that pdf.pdf and you'll find the book. And it's basically, you kind of see like how, okay, now, now the sentence is going to merge to each other. So, you know, us go to work, get off from work. You're so tired from all those hours of work. You don't want to do nothing. If you have kids and your kids go to school and you come home, it's like, so you go from work and you're going back to work because now you got to make sure the kids got their homework done and you got to cook and you got to clean the house and you got to it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a rat race. It's a rat race. It's a rat, a hamster on a wheel. Just same thing every day. And that was designed. If you read that PDF that I told you about, it was designed that way. Like I told you, it's systematic. It is. There's forces working against there are forces working against you so you don't become successful, but you cannot let those forces win. Just because it's systematic against you does not mean that you can't win. Every game is beatable. And I know some people who didn't play them old, old video games would probably beg to differ, but every game is beatable and we can do this together. So with that being said, you have just listened to 30 minutes of me talking about what I would talk to my 20 year old self uh about so do something today take this information and apply it knowledge is power when applied if you are just listening to this and you just keeping all this information in your brain you're not going to get anywhere you're going to be a very knowledgeable broke person and you know that may be a little bit harsh but you got to apply this knowledge you can't just hold it up in your head Oh, yeah, I know about that. No, I know about that. And I'm doing it. 2020 was a year of knowledge and learning. And 2021 is the year of implementation. If you did not 
learn in 2020, you know, take the first half of 2021, learn about it. And I mean, years don't mean anything. Time is just a social construct anyways. But, you know, we all as human beings, we like to box ourselves into the calendar. So, you know, take the first half of 2021, learn and apply. You don't have to know everything to make steps forward. Just make steps forward. As long as you make a step forward, you will get far. You will travel faster than the person who is just standing there reading a book and not taking action. Fail forward. And that's something that I keep telling myself. Fail forward. And if you don't ask, the answer is no. So ask for what you want. If you are thinking of something, you know, one thing that I'm about to ask for, um, I found a used appliance store and I'm going to have to. Hopefully I remember this and because I don't go back and listen to my episodes, but hopefully I remember this so I can kind of give you an update. But I have a gas dryer and I need a stove. So I want to ask this used appliance store if they will take my gas dryer and give me a portion because it's still workable. So I want to know if they'll take my gas dryer and, you know, give me a credit towards a new stove. So if you don't ask. The answer is automatically no. Will he say no? I don't know. Will he say yes? I don't know. But the fact is that I opened my mouth and I'm saying something. And, you know, he may appreciate me that for that. And, you know, I don't know how it's going to go. But do something today that your future self will thank you for. Apply this knowledge. And as always, keep shining.